Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au. Isn't it true that He's the same every single day? He's the same in Australia. And he's the same in Thailand. He's the same in every location. In the last song we sung, we will sing a hallelujah. It's awesome that we don't have to just sing that hallelujah here. We can sing that anywhere. We can sing that out on the street. We can sing that in our workplace. We can sing that in our house. And he is there. And he is great. And it's our prayer that all will see that he is great. Amen. Amen. Well, why don't you guys be seated this morning? That was an awesome song. Well, I have um, the privilege to um, give an update on our missions trip to Thailand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it was an awesome trip. Um, We got back last Tuesday, and amazing things happened on this trip. We saw healings. We saw salvations. We got to meet um, the body of Christ there, some churches. um, We did some village outreaches actually to an unreached people group. So, um, yeah, we we went up into this village, and um, uh, a lot of the village people had never heard of Jesus. And one person that I um, got to minister to actually had never heard of who he was. Um, So we, we went through the gospel presentation with this precious lady, and um, she had some things that were hurting in her body, some pain. We got to pray with her, and she actually had a radical um, healing uh, right then and there. Amen? And we, um, every team member on the trip actually saw incredible things um, that the Lord did um, physically and inwardly as well. Um, But can I have the team just come up on stage, and while we do that, I want to show you a clip from our trip. So yeah, all the team, you can come up. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've asked a few of the team members just to share um, some highlights for them, and as well as some stories of um, the trip. So I'll ask, um, Alan, do you want to go first? Uh, I just want to say thank you for all your prayers that uh, went out for this trip, because It was really amazing, as you can see by the clip. Um, And I just think that the team represented Rhema Australia really well with a spirit of excellence. They were just so good, you know. Like, I have, yeah, really fond memories of, you know, all the things they did. So um, it's a bit hard to process sort of, it's kind of like six months of living in a week. So um, I guess... um, the thing that stood out to me was, I mean, I, I loved all the things that we did, but just the team they had, they just didn't give them the gospel only, but they gave them of themselves, you know. And it was really impressive to see, like, because some of these kids lived in the dump, really, like, and uh, they didn't hold back, the team members. They just really gave them of themselves, you know, like, you know, those pictures of Annalisa and Anna, they would just grab kids that lived in the dump and sitting on their laps and feeding them and stuff like that. And then Marissa and Candice cutting hair and um, 
Louise and Lara was um, trying to do what they're gifted with, with their, um, you know, medical skills. And it was really impressive. And um, Elaine is not here, but she was carrying toddlers around on her hip and trying to do craft at the same time. So it was really good. And Mitch doing the chicken dance and stuff like that. That was <laughs> really interesting. And, and then there was Chloe and Ethan not here, but they, they were, Chloe's always standing head above all these little Taiwanese people around her and ministering to them. But yeah, I guess um, there's so many things you can say about the trip, but I just want to say that Raymond did really well. Uh, spirit of excellence. Um, there's obviously a grace that comes on these trips, and if you hold back, you won't actually um, enter into kind of like a freedom to minister. So you just got to step into that grace and... You know, and it was just great, you know. That's all I can say. So Thailand for me was is absolutely amazing. It's really difficult to actually try to put the whole trip into maybe just a minute or two up here. So um, the experience was, it was actually just amazing. It was really, really personal to me uh, where I'm at in life and just seeking the Lord and I go to this culture that's very different to here, you know, and people, they talk differently, they act differently. And um, if you do, if you love people here in Australia, it's, it's no different to loving people over there. It's the same. But sometimes when you try to witness and try to reach people with the gospel, it's different. And um, I noticed that difference. It was some people here I find you can almost get, you have to be a, almost a little persuasive with what you say. Over there, I found it was just they were actually hungry. They were actually almost persuading you to tell them about Jesus. And these people had never actually heard about Jesus. Um, I remember sharing just with one lady. She, it was the first time she had actually ever heard about Jesus. And um, we, I got to sit down with her and with the translator, and we talked for maybe about um, 20 minutes or so and got to share Jesus with her. And um, she was she received Jesus, and she was teary, and she was crying, and and we prayed for her and her family. She had a little daughter with her. We prayed for her. And we prayed for her husband who was over in a cornfield working. Um, but it was so uh, impacting on me just to witness another culture and a, a people group that actually don't have the privilege that we have here to know about Jesus and um, the freedoms we have here to freely express that, that love towards God. Um, and I'll just share one quick little story with a man I prayed for. Um, he was uh, a middle-aged man and he had a back problem and couldn't touch his toes. He, the translator told me for years he was kind of immobile. He could walk, but he, was, he couldn't actually bend down or move much. And I just laid hands on him and believed for healing. And um, instantly he touched his toes straight away and moved his hips and there was complete healing. It was like that. And he, and he looks at you like you're a, you're a healer, you're a, you're a magic worker or something, you know. And um, you just... Praise God, it's just, and um, Pastor John actually mentioned at one point saying that man is not the healer, it is, is, is God alone who's the healer, and um, I could just see that that resonated with everybody that listened to that, it was, it was very powerful, so um, I had a great experience, I, had a, I saw some incredible things over there, and um, I'm changed from that just that one and a half weeks, I'm really changed, and I'm sort of trying to settle <laughs> back into, into Brisbane here. Um, but I will just want to finish by saying if, if anyone here is thinking about going on the next missions trip, 
Um, I really encourage it. I think I want to recommend it, and I want to say don't don't miss that opportunity because um, we've grown together, our team, and it's been a, an awesome adventure just growing in faith together. And I got to know you all really well, and we had a lot of laughs and a lot of good time. Uh, but there were some challenging times, and we just grew together. And um, I see that for all of us. If we all step in and want to do something overseas, we can do that. And um, I just love what God was doing. And, and yeah, I want to bring back that passion and, and work with that here. So anyway, um, praise God. Yeah, so some of the highlights that I just thought that I'd point out when I went was um, when we went into a place called Sky Blue and that's where the there's people that live in the dump. And so we, Candace and I and um, Louise and Annalisa had the privilege of going there one day and... Um, we were cutting hair and Annalisa and Louise were ministering the gospel and I was cutting this little boy's hair and he was just kneeling in front of me. Mind you, in the background, two pigs were fighting. So these pigs, <laughs> it was just hilarious, but these people are in the, like, the lowest of low society and just sitting there cutting this little boy's hair and just looking into his eyes and the Lord said to me, when you do it unto the least of them, you're doing it unto me. And it's like, oh gosh, Lord, don't let me cry in front of this kid. But it was just something that just moved me. Also, when we went and visited what's called the land, and that's like where um, Lana of Life Impact, she got this vision to save these children from trafficking and things like that. But you can see what the enemy's doing, but God is so much more powerful. When you go into this place, all you see and hear and feel is the presence of God in these children that have un had unspeakable things happen to them. It was just just so amazing seeing the work of God and just being a part of it. I did it, like slung a sledgehammer, lost a few kilos in the meantime because we just <laughs> we just did a lot of hard work, but it was we always were so aware of the presence of God. Um, I'll never be the same from that trip because I've had personally a fear I've had since I was eight years old. I'm now 43. And the Lord said to me that I needed to face that fear going to there. And so I was out of my comfort zone. And what I learned so much is more about how I can trust God in the middle of the worst storm that I had to encounter. So no one knew about that except for some of the team members that I shared with, the vulnerability. So that's the sort of a personal thing. But I'll never be the same because of what God's done. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for sharing. Um, yeah, we are down a few team members. I saw Lena just came in. <laughs> and then we're down um, Chloe and Ethan. We're sad they can't make it here today. But um, I would say one word that comes to mind uh, for the trip for every team member was willingness. Um, the team was so willing just to put their hand to whatever they were asked to do. Um, so some of the jobs were demolition jobs, which is a lot of physical um, labor. <laughs> and um, some of them were awesome at it. They really enjoyed the demolition. Some of us were a bit um, frightened by it because <laughs> of the, uh, just how aggressive it is and how dangerous it can be. Yeah. Um, so there are a few jobs that we were asked to do that definitely made us go out of our comfort zone. Um, and I'll just give an example with Anna. Um, Anna, uh, we asked her to do a, so wait, I'll, I'll say first what our task was. It was a pamper day. 
for mothers. And so um, since there's so many girls on the team, we got to do um, some women's hair, their makeup, their nails. And um, yeah, I think that was all we, we did that day. But um, we asked Anna to do the makeup. And so at the beginning, she's like, wait, I don't, I've never really done this. I don't know if this is what I should be doing. She ended up being like the best at it. <laughs> she did an incredible job and the women were beautiful. They were so happy. They all took photos and selfies at the end. Um, they just felt so loved and just lavished, you know, with, um, yeah, care. And so, um, yeah, we had a lot of different activities during the trip. We were a bit tired by the end of it, um, won't lie. Um, but inwardly, I think we were very strong, really um, changed. And um, although we were tired, you know, mentally and in other ways, I think we were recharged to come back and see God change this nation. So um, praise the Lord for everything that happened. Um, and we believe that we don't have to just stop on that missions trip with evangelizing, that now that we're back, we can now filter through our schools, filter through um, our workplaces, and do the same job here. Amen. And so, uh, yeah, so thank you, team. You can sit back down. Yeah. Okay, well, I have um, the privilege of inviting our guest speaker up onto the stage. He was actually our leader during the trip, Pastor John Housing. And uh, so just a little background for you. He has pastored for over 30 years with his wife, Ingrid, and uh, they answered the call to win the world uh, with the word. They are currently involved in revival and uh, uh, healing meetings, as well as leadership meetings in different parts of the world. Uh, through their apostolic ministry, Impact Nations minis uh, Ministries, they are launching churches, Bible schools, and complete uh, with a humanitarian project to develop believers for ministry. So he, we were so blessed to have him as our leader during the trip, and we got to um, just watch him as we did a, we had a festival night where we, uh, there were a bunch of people from the village that came to listen to the gospel presentation, and Pastor John got to preach the gospel. It was amazing. A lot of people got saved that, that night. But I learned a lot of amazing things uh, about ministry and just how to be in a team and these kind of environments from him. So, yeah, so very encouraged by him, and you will be today as well. So thank you. Praise the Lord. We'll give you a big hug here before you leave us. <laughs> Amen. It's great to be with you. And um, uh, I'll give you a little quick little background of, you know, who we are. Ingrid and I are actually from Canada. Uh, Ingrid is really from Canada. I was born in Holland, Europe, and uh, people ask me often, you know, you don't sound Canadian. What's your accent? So usually I tell people, been praying in tongues so much, I've picked up an accent. <laughs> but that's not really the truth. It's actually Dutch, as some of you might be able to figure out. But I had a, an amazing, wonderful time with your, with your team and I, I know for almost a fact that this is just going to be the, one, the first one of many, many, many more to come. I believe this is a milestone uh, event that has taken place. And amazing things have happened during this past week. 
Uh, also, you know, like uh, I'll just mention some of the numbers. Of course, you know, you got different numbers, but uh, we counted, you know, our team counted 111 people born again during, you know, all of the things that we did reaching kids, reaching adults. So that's something to, to shout about. Isn't that right? Amen. And uh, we were not able to count all the people who received healing in their physical bodies. Like, that was a little bit difficult to count, but there was a good number of people who received healing. So that's very an amazing uh, thing to talk about as well. Then uh, six doors, entry doors, were repaired and hung by some te technicians on the team. And uh, then some of the ladies, if not all of the ladies, you know, knocked down two major walls. And uh, so we were thinking about walking around them seven times. But then we said, we said, you know what, that's going to take about a week, right? If you follow the story, it's going to be about a week. So why don't we knock them down? And, uh, you know, that way everybody has a little bit of a workout as well. So, amen. It's an awesome, it's an awesome trip. I, I felt privileged to be a part of it, you know, uh, you've got great leaders in your church who will be able, Anna's an awesome leader, she'll be able to take amazing trips in the future as well. So again, I believe this is the first one of many more to come that will not only be in Australia, but also in different parts of the world. And I know she's been talking about different nations already uh, because, you know, uh, you can't help. If, you, if you're a believer, you've got the world in you, you got the world on your heart. Amen. And uh, so I wanted to read a scripture to you. Uh, I, I believe it's a very fam familiar scripture to you. And I'll, I'll ask my wife to come up at the end as well. She usually finishes it off really good. She also has the privilege just to jump up and, you know, grab the mic out of my hand and, you know, either rescue me <laughs> or, you know, we always give her the privilege to, you know, make straighten some things out. Usually I'm the headline guy and she feels that details need to be added uh, in order to make the to to get a better picture so if you see her jumping up don't you know don't get alarmed the you know ushers you know yes it's okay <laughs> she's just coming up to make some changes that are very needed at the moment but I'm sure you know the story about Jesus how uh, how he left a certain part of Israel he went back to to Galilee and he met this woman at the well and uh, I don't want to go into the whole story itself, but I just wanted to take out one scripture that I believe will, will speak to, to some of you for the future as well. It tells us in uh, John chapter 4 and verse 4, talking about Jesus, and he must needs go through Samaria. Now, if you read a different translation, it'll read a little bit different, but I purposely took it from the King James Version to make a big deal about it because it's worded a little bit funny, perhaps. But you know, how, how many of you know there are just certain things that the Lord will place on your heart that you must do? Isn't that right? You just must do those things. And you know, even over this past week, I heard some of the team members make statements such as, uh, you know, I mean, I just feel, I just feel that I, I, I just have to go. I just got to do more, right? I just have to go. I just have to have to do more. If you've got a prompting on the inside of you, uh, then you have to do something with that prompting, right? If you just let that sit, 
uh, it's just going to be dormant on the inside of you. You could push it down over a period of time and, you know, have it not talk to you, but it will always be there, sometimes whispering, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to be on a mission trip. Or, you know, there may be different things. You know, I, I believe this is a strong prayer church as well. Maybe you, you've heard on the inside of you, I, got, I just got to pray more. You just got to pray more. Now, I remember, I'll have a little bit of a story with that. Because I, re, because I recall back in my early days of Christianity, uh, I got born again and uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm joining this new, back then it was a charismatic church, praise the Lord. And I'm excited, we're excited. And there was one group I would always gravitate to, which was the prayer group. And they would always make statements such as, we should pray more. And, uh, you know, every time something happened, either in our nation or within the church family, everybody in that group would always make the statement, we should pray more. Now, me being a new believer, I joined them pretty quick. I kind of joined the choir. And I would say with them, we should pray more. And when I was by myself, I would talk to myself and tell myself, I should pray more. The problem was, I never did and we never did. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot of people that talk, but nothing ever happens. But I just kept doing it because I thought that was the Christian thing to do. Just keep talking that way. You know, we should pray more. I should pray more. We should reach out more. Maybe some of you are thinking that this morning. We should be involved in evangelism. I should invite some people. I should do all those things. But nothing ever happens. And I remember going to this meeting. Uh, this is back in the early 80s, you know, when I'm just freshly born again. And I went to this meeting. Ingrid and I, we were just dating at the time. We had another couple with us. Uh, all, we were all young, but we went to this meeting. And I was just so impressed with everything that happened with the word that was spoken, with the spirit of excellence that I saw. I was just so impressed. And, um, you know, I, I, I remember driving home thinking to myself, man, I just wish that I could take some of that anointing that was hanging in the air, cut a piece out of it out, put it in my back pocket and take it with me. But how I many you know you can't, right? It's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's not something you can just make happen. Is, is that right? You can't just make those things happen. And I remember driving home. It was a long drive home. And, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I just, I just wish I could take that home, just put it in my back pocket and let my church know. We had, a, we had a, uh, started a brand new church. I was part of a new church plan at the time. We were not preachers or anything, but we were thinking about going into the ministry. And so I remember driving home and almost panicking, thinking, well, how, how on earth am I able to get this from where I was to where I'm going to be? And so I remember asking the, asking the Lord, Lord, how can I take, how can I get that same anointing to go from where I've been to where I am now? And all I heard on the inside of me was just simple, a simple statement, a simple word, be a doer of the word and not a hearer only deceiving your own self. And I remember thinking, well, yeah, that makes sense. I just got to do the word. How many of you know that's, that's in the Bible? 
<laughs> Amen. James chapter 1 and verse 22. Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. And I remember thinking to myself, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to be a doer of the word. But it also meant I have to make some changes. Right? And I'm sure for some of the team members as well, you know, it'd be very easy for, for you, for some of the team members. You go back to your regular work. You go back to your regular rhythms of life. It'd be so easy for what you have heard to become a distant memory over a period of time. Unless you make the choice. Some of the things that I've, I've, I've experienced during this time, uh, I'm going to act on and I'm going to be a doer of what I've heard and of what I've learned. Amen. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. Amen. So I remember, uh, you know, going back to my church. And they were excited. My church was excited because we're charismatic. <laughs> right? And of course, you're, you're a charismatic church. Everything is new. Everything is, you know, not so much word-based, but Holy Ghost and excitement-based. You know, everything is just really exciting. And they wanted me to testify. And I remember standing up on the platform uh, thinking to myself, you know, knowing I, I, you can kind of read the crowd, right, what they're like. They're sitting on the edge of the chair. And I could tell they want to hear a story such as, you know, uh, what happened to you? Did the prophet lay hands on you? Did you fall out under the power? How many days were you in heaven till you heard what Jesus wants you to do? <laughs> Those are the things that they wanted to hear. And, I rem and the excitement was really high, right? I mean, it was just all, all over the place. You could, you know, it, it was sky high, really. And I remember going up to them, you know, taking the mic and letting them know. And I told them, just like some of you, some of the team members shared this morning, they said what they experienced and what they learned. And I said, but what I really learned, what I really got out of this trip was I'm going to have to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Now, the same excitement that used to be up there, <laughs> right? It's just like I put a little needle in the balloon and it just popped. And now it went almost into depression. <laughs> it's way down in the basement at this moment. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, what did I do? Like, what, what did I say? Even, even the leader of the group drove me home. He said, well, I could have told you that. Did you have to drive that far to figure out that the Bible says, be a doer of the word and not a hearer only? That's James chapter 1 and verse 22. He quoted it to me. But how many of you know there's a difference between somebody quoting a scripture, you knowing a scripture, and God giving you a scripture on the inside that you know you must do that. You must do that. Amen. So that's what happened to Jesus as well. You must, you know, you must needs go. It says about him, he must needs go through Samaria. Right? There was just something that he needed to do. It's not something that he could push aside. It's not something you could just, you know, pray about a little bit more. You know, see if the Lord has maybe a different, different way of going about it. No, no, he had to, he had to do this. And I believe this: there will, there are some of you in this crowd. You know that you must do some things. You must do some things. Whether it's got, whether it's got to do with outreach, whether it's got to do with inviting someone to church, whether it's got to do 
with going on a mission trip, whether it's got to do with being part of a prayer team, whether it's got to do with you being a part of the usher team. You know, there is something that you must do. Again, you could push it aside, and after a while, over a period of time, it'll be just a whisper. But you know what's going to happen? If you pay attention to it and you act on it, you are going to be extremely blessed. Extremely blessed. Blessed beyond your imagination. Blessed beyond your imagination. Because you know what happened? After I made up my, after I made up my mind, I'm going to be a doer of the word. You know, I've, I, I went to my pastor because back then we were kind of a small church. And, you know, we're just getting started. I, so, I, so I had the liberty. And I asked him for the key. Can I have the key to the church so that I could pray? And he said, sure, of course, man, he's more than happy that somebody is willing to pray. <laughs> and so, uh, so I, I took the key, and I'm praying every opportunity that I had. I'd be in the church, just walking around the church, just praying in tongues, just praying in tongues. And I remember people asking me, did it do anything for you? Well, at the moment, it didn't seem like it was doing anything for me, except it would get me a dry mouth for talking so much. You know what I mean? But I started paying attention to what I was doing. As I'm praying in tongues, I would get all these wild thoughts about going into the ministry, <laughs> about going into the nations and starting churches. All the stuff that we are doing now, it came to me in, you could say, concept form, in thought form. Back then, I would push it aside thinking, well, that's not really me. I mean, I can't do that. I can't talk. Back then, I had a horrible stuttering problem that I had not been healed from yet. I couldn't talk to, to people. <laughs> so, so I was really struggling, you know, with, with some of those thoughts. And going to Bible school, I'm thinking to myself, going to Bible school? Oh, that sounds like, like the most boring place that I've ever been at. <laughs> right? I didn't like school. I didn't know anything about the Bible. Every time somebody opened up the Bible, it sounded like a boring thing to me. So Bible school, I mean, that's a combination of two boring things. <laughs> but I'm so glad, so glad that we obeyed God, right? That, that we, we, uh, we followed the Lord's leading in that is the best thing that ever happened to us. A little while later, you know, because you get all these thoughts, you get all these wild thoughts about going into the nations, starting churches, going into the ministry, going evangelize, going to do all of those kind of things. I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's got to be a little bit more. Lord, I'm, I need something a little bit more tangible. And I remember uh, one afternoon or after church was over, I asked the pastor, do you mind if I stay a little bit longer? Just want to pray a little bit more. He said, yeah, sure, fine, go ahead. So I'm staying a little bit longer, and as I'm praying, now you have to keep in mind, you're used to this. You know, you're in a good Holy Ghost, Word-based church, so you know these things. But I didn't know, I, I, I didn't know anything about the Lord or about the ways of the Lord. And so I stayed a little, little bit longer, and as I'm praying, praying up, praying up a storm, I just, it just felt like something is brewing on the inside of me. It was not coffee. <laughs> I, I do know that something was stirring on the inside of me, and it is coming up. It is coming up. It's like when you take a, take a bottle of Coke, a bottle of soda, and you shake it real good. Well, what happens if you open it up? It just comes bubbling out. That's kind of what it felt like. And I remember 
just talking, just talking in tongues, and it's rising up on the inside of me, and I just blurted it out. I found myself pointing just in the air, you know, randomly to something that seemed to be there, and I just, with a very strong, authoritative voice, I just spoke out, you spirit of death, you come out of her in Jesus' name. Now, it was so loud that I kind of scared myself. I ran to the door to make sure there was nobody there. Because I'm thinking to myself, if they find out, <laughs> you know, that I'm doing this, if they hurt me, they might think strange things about me. <laughs> right? They might ask me the question, who are you mad at? You know, who were you yelling at down there in the church? So, and I wasn't ready to answer those questions. So, after I was done saying that, after I was done, you know, doing what I was doing, I was done. I thought, okay, you know, I could stay longer, but I'm done. I don't, I don't know what I did. I don't know if it had any bearing on, on anything. And so I went home, uh, came back for the evening service back then. Uh, I, was, I was praise and worship leader. I would lead people with praise and worship with my uh, guitar, and I would hand it over to the pastor. So the evening service, I was just doing the very normal things I'd be always doing, handed it over to the pastor. The pastor came up, told everyone to turn into the gospel, to gospel, to Matthew or whatever it was. He's preaching the word and nothing out of the ordinary. But all of a sudden, right in the middle of his message, he just stops. Just like this. And he got everybody's attention. He was trying to get everybody's attention by speaking, but he got more of people's attention by not saying anything. So he's just really quiet all of a sudden. And he looked to his left and he pointed out a lady and he said to her, come up here. Come on up here. So she came up and he pointed uh, at her as she's standing right in front of him. He pointed at her and with a very authoritative voice, he said to her, you spirit of death, in the name of Jesus, you come out of her. She fell on the floor and I learned that week that she'd been healed of cancer. Praise the Lord. Now, I remember thinking, because everybody's, of course, talking about the leader, the pastor, how wonderful and anointed he is. But I knew I had something to do with that. Because, you know, he prayed it. I prayed it out, and he acted it out. What a team. Amen. But it all came back to, you know, me doing what the Lord told me to do. Just be a doer of the word. And I knew for myself, I, I know I got to quit talking about it. I know from you know I know from my from myself I gotta quit praying about some things and just actually do it. Amen. I believe that would be true for many people here in this room as well. Just just do it. Just do it. You don't know what what is on the other side of your obedience. You don't know that. But I can tell you this. You know, if you just stay where you're at. It'll be the same hum, humdrum as it was yesterday. It'll be the same rhythm as it was yesterday. Now, if you're happy with that, stay that way. But if you want some excitement in your life, I encourage you highly, highly to be a doer of what you know you ought to be doing. Very simple. Very simple. Living a powerful Christian life is not rocket science. It's very simple. Step by step, you follow the Lord. You just do what He says. Some of you, you may be here in this audience. You may think, well, I just don't really 
you know, feel the Lord anymore. I really don't hear him speak anymore. Usually that's not a sign that he's quit talking to you. It's usually a sign of, you know, you haven't really acted on what he told you last. So he can't say anything anymore until you have done what you're supposed to do. Isn't that right? Praise the Lord. It's the same, it's the same thing as, you know, we have, we have our youngest son with us as well. He's 16. But, you know, we often tell him, you know, uh, he wants something. Can I, you know, can I play a video game? Well, usually the, my answer is, well, did you clean your room? Did you make your bed? Right? And then, you know, five or ten minutes go by. Well, can I play a video game now? Well, did you clean your room? Did you make your, make your bed? Well, no. Well, nothing is going to happen until you do that first. Isn't that right? So that's, that's the simple way it is with the Lord as well. Until you do what you know to do first and foremost, nothing else is going to happen. Praise the Lord. Would you like to add anything to this, my, my dear babe? Yes. Hmm. Talking about being a doer of the word. Praise the Lord. Well, like you said, it's... Um you don't know what's, what's on the other side of your obedience because sometimes people, um, let's say, in their life, they said, Lord, I, I want to be married. I wish I could just be married, Lord. Where is my mate? Where is my spouse? I, don't, I can't find them. But then in your heart, you know you're supposed to join perhaps a certain team in the church. And you, well, you don't want to. You know, I got, I'm busy. I got a lot of things to do, Lord. But if you would just take that step and follow his direction, perhaps your mate is on that team. And you wouldn't have met him otherwise or her otherwise. It's just, you know what, it's really simple. Things so, sometimes seem, can seem very complicated, but really they're just very simple things. Just, follow, just take the next step. And then you just take the next step. It's, it's not a big deal. Because like in our own lives, you know, I think sometimes, Lord, how did we ever like, get to where we are now? How does that happen? How do you... How do you get the connections that you have? How does It's just by simply saying yes. You know, you feel a, 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 an urge, a tug in your heart to do something. It's just a little thing, and you think, well, what difference does that make? Whatever. But you know what? Honor that. Honor and take that little step, and then you'll see a next thing that God is, has for you. And pretty soon you think, wow, God, how wonderful you are, because you know in your heart that you've done what his plan is for you. And that's, that's the best, right? Because then you affect your children, you affect the people around you, and you make a big impact on your world. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, and, I do, and I do know this for a fact. God honors missions and churches that honor missions, churches that send people on mission trips. You know, God honors those things because people are his product. Amen. And I remember, you know, taking a team with, with me to, to Montreal Canada one time. There was one girl, you know, she spoke French, but she really didn't want to come. The only reason why she came is because she, she was kind of forced into it. She's the only one who speaks French, <laughs> right? So that would help us, you know, the rest of the team who kind of, you know, don't really speak fluently. And so she came not really wanting to, but she came because she felt that she needed to help us out. And she witnessed to one gentleman in a mall, and uh, he got saved, praise the Lord. And not, not only did he get saved, he started to really like her. 
and they are married now. So I have a great way to advertise our mission trips, right? If you are single and searching, come on a mission trip or an evangelistic evangelism trip because you never know. You may wind up getting married. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for the opportunity of uh, being with you. Team, I had such an amazing time with you. I said it in, in Thailand as well. I thank the people in, in Thailand for helping us, you know, to do three things. We, be, we were blessed, we were impressed, and we were stretched. <laughs> Amen. We were blessed being there. We were uh, Im impressed with what we saw in the ministry. And all of us, including me, and I've been on many mission trips, I was stretched as well. I've done things that I've never done before. And uh, I can feel it, still feel it in my muscles. Praise the Lord. I'm going to give it over to, I believe it's the pastor. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.